Driven mofos, I'm guessing that you found out about this podcast because someone shared it with you, posted it on their Insta stories, tweeted it, or something like that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and getting a heap of value from it, just like those who shared it with you. As you know, I don't run any paid ads or sponsorship on this podcast, as it's my goal to get good information out to the world for free. The only thing that I'd ask from you is that you continue to pay it forward by sharing this episode and letting others know about what we do in this podcast so that we can keep growing this amazing community of driven mofos. So please keep the good karma rolling and share this episode with someone or just share it on your socials. So poor communicators often attack this, especially when they're under threat. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs, and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life, but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. In this episode, I want to talk about how to acknowledge when you're dealing with a poor communicator or someone who is going to attack you verbally versus someone who can have a decent conversation in order to share opinions and ideas. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance, where we focus on business mindset and lifestyle hacking for Driven Mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, let's talk about poor communication and what happens when you're dealing with someone who is mentally and emotionally volatile or even volatile in their communication towards you. So I was watching a couple of different debates. Now, I really like watching how people communicate. And so sometimes I'll just watch people who debate about different topics. And there are some really good people who can debate very intelligently at a high level. You might see a few of them on TikTok. You might see a few of them on some of the other social media platforms. But what I noticed was that normally people that are poor communicators, they will normally attack the person or they attack the credentials of the person, not the point. And so I'll give you an example. Let's talk about vaccines versus no vaccines. What you'll find is that during the debates on those different topics, people that aren't that intelligent or don't really have justification as to why they do what they do, if they get cornered, what they will do is they will attack the individual. So they will attack them and say, well, you're stupid, well, you're dumb, but you don't understand. And so they will attack the person. So they're not attacking the point. They're not saying, well, here you said this. I disagree with that. And here's why. Here's some research. Here's some data. Here's some stuff that I've heard from other people as well that you know they're saying that this sort of stuff's happening. So they're not having an intelligent conversation or a debate back and forth in order to find common ground. Now, what you'll find is that in a lot of communication where there is debate, both parties aren't really trying to find a common ground. They're not trying to evolve and develop their knowledge. What they're doing is they're just trying to argue to be right. Once you become self-righteous and you attack somebody in a self-righteous manner, eventually somebody else will come in in order to make you feel wrong. Because the law of balance dictates that if you're self-righteous, you will eventually become self-wrong. And this will happen in an argument. If you think about it with your family or your kids and you're self-righteous and you puff your chest up and you over-exaggerate you know, what you've done or what you do, afterwards you'll feel guilty and ashamed. That's because you've overinflated or over-exaggerated yourself, which then means you will eventually have to self-depreciate in order to bring yourself back into mental and emotional equilibrium. 
So if you've got two parties in a debate that are both self-righteous, they'll both start attacking each other and they'll start attacking each other in an unintelligent way because they're not trying to find common ground and they're not trying to improve their knowledge around a topic, which is what good debate should be. What they're doing is they're trying to push a point of view onto the other person where the other person submits. So this is more like grappling now where you've got two parties that are both aggressively pushing each other. One's trying to submit the other one and the other one's trying to submit the other one. And so now both of these parties are pushing each other into submission. That doesn't really work in communication. In physical violence, it does, but it doesn't really push someone into submission verbally. So in verbal altercation, someone might submit and they might go, you know what, fuck it, I don't care. And they walk away from the conversation. That's not really submission because they're still holding on to their beliefs. They're still holding on to their ideas. And in fact, you may have reinforced those ideas. So this happens quite a lot in debates. But in a good debate, what you want to do is you want to question the topic or you want to ask good quality questions around the topic or around the idea and pinpoint key areas where there may be incorrect statements that have been made to point out that you disagree with this part so that then the other person can rectify or come back and communicate in a way where both parties will then eventually come to a conclusion. They both learn about a certain topic or a chosen topic. They can sort of figure out where maybe they're a little bit off track and they can come to a central point or a way of understanding each other. That's probably going to be a better way of creating common ground than one person trying to force the other one into verbal submission. So when we come back into, let's say, the vaccine debate, you've got the vaxxers that they're 100% certain that vaccines are the solution to everything. Now, when they're in a debate, they're just going to reinforce their beliefs because they're so erratic that they can't even see that there may be potential risks, there may be potential problems. And they're normally driven emotionally, which means that they're not driven through intelligence. They're driven emotionally and they're driven through their belief systems. Now, beliefs aren't really a good way of creating intelligent growth mentally, nor are your emotions. Emotions are cyclical. You can have high highs and you can have low lows. And what goes up emotionally comes down emotionally. So with your emotions, your emotions can throw you off track very, very easy. Like there have been times that I'm sure everyone listening to this has said something stupid because they're emotional and you've done something stupid because you're emotional. So when intelligence is high, emotions are governed. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. You use a different part of the brain. We're using our limbic system, a more primitive part of the brain. When we're intelligently thinking through something and we can try to understand something, we're using our prefrontal cortex, which means we govern our emotional states. So we tend to be more in balance. So let's go back to communication. You've got two parties debating each other. One person has one belief. The other person has the other belief. So you've got someone who 100% believes that vaccines are the solution, that it's going to save lives, it's going to save people, but they completely dismiss all the risks associated with vaccination. They completely dismiss all of the potential side effects, the long-term effects. They don't want to even talk about people who get vaccine injuries. They don't want to talk about the data. They don't want to talk about things that maybe have been, let's say the research and the studies have maybe done ineffectively. They don't want to even talk about that stuff. They just want to argue their point. So then they create their counterbalancer. And the counterbalancers are the anti-vaxxers who think that all vaccines are going to kill people. It's governments that are trying to gain control over the masses and so on. So now you've got an anti-vax movement and you've got a vax movement. And the more crazy and fucking stupid and erratic one side is, the more crazy and erratic and stupid the other side become. And it's very, very hard to try and communicate because both of those are going to create the majority of the noise. 
So when you've got one people with a loudspeaker and the other group with a loudspeaker and they're both screaming at the top of their lungs and they both don't want to communicate effectively with each other and they're both attacking each other, it's very, very hard to listen to the people that are intelligent who are trying to find common ground and are trying to think through this. So normally those in our society that are the most intelligent and the most balanced and are looking for truth and wisdom who are trying to find answers find it very, very hard to get past the noise of two erratic individuals or or groups of individuals who are going mental at each other. But they're both the imbalances that create a huge pendulum swing in our society. Okay, you see that right now in different areas. So you see it right now with the feminism movement who are now trying to say that men and women are exactly the same. And so that now women's sports are being dominated by males who are saying that they're females who are entering into sport and are winning all the tournaments. Like in a weightlifting competition only recently, there was a guy who had a beard and who was all hairy, who just rocked up to a female weightlifting competition, said, I identify as a woman, walked on stage, smashed all the world records, and then walked off. And this was a powerlifter in a powerlifting competition. I'm pretty sure he broke world records because he said he identified as a woman. Now, the reason why he did that was because he was showing how stupid and toxic this is. But this is what happens when you have one side that is yelling so loud from the rooftops that intelligent people can't hear beyond the noise. And then you get the media that grab these two crazy sides of crazy individuals that are making a shit ton of noise. Now, there's not a majority. It's a minority. It's a very small group of individuals who are making a lot of noise that get over-exaggerated because they're at extremes. And things that are extreme always grab our attention. That's the reason why if you speak to most people, they're quite interested in crime or they're interested in things like, you know, like a lot of the guys I know love watching movies like Scarface because they represent a very small portion of society that don't give a shit about rules, who live outside of boundaries, who do illegal stuff. And it's quite exciting. It's quite extreme. But if you live that sort of lifestyle, it doesn't turn out to be like that. Those who tend to go down that path realize that it's not the lifestyle that they thought it was, isn't that lifestyle. And I know that because I've had friends that have done that who now realize that the life that they thought they were going to have was a completely different life, a completely different life. So when this comes back to communication and debating, when you've got two sides making a lot of noise, all it does is it makes them start to reinforce their beliefs. So they go, well, the other side's stupid because they're not acknowledging this, this, and this, so therefore I'm right. It's very, very hard to then get that person to lower the guard because you're reinforcing their beliefs by attacking them. Even in your intimate relationship, if you verbally criticize your partner, they then start to become more self-righteous and then tell you why you're doing certain things that are wrong. And so you then start to verbally criticize each other and attack each other. But it doesn't help you to navigate the conversation or the communication more effectively. It just means now you're both attacking each other and it reinforces that the other person's a dick and that they don't understand you. Okay, it doesn't help you to get to a common ground in most cases. So poor communicators attack the person. If you listen to a very intelligent debater, what they will do is they will ask questions. Or if you talk to someone that is very logical, they will ask good questions. So they'll say, what do you mean by that? Why do you say that? What research is there? Do you have any research that can back it up? And then what they're doing is they're actually going into the conversation, trying to find how the other person thinks through this because maybe they have a gap. If someone comes to you and says, I don't like that you do X, Y, and Z, you can then debate with them and say, well, I don't like what you do here because of X, Y, and Z. And now you're in a debate and you're arguing with each other. It's probably not effective. You might say something like, okay, what have I specifically done to make you think that way? And then they tell you and you go, okay, so what 
data. When specifically did I do it? Don't just generalize because if someone, a poor communicator will say, well, you do that all the time or you always think like this. And what they try to do is they try to categorize you and put you in boxes. If you go to moments and you say, can you describe to me when specifically I did it in the exact moment? What happens is they have to identify so that then you can acknowledge it because maybe you did. But when someone says you're nasty all the time, all you're going to do is get that person's back up. They're going to get pissed off and then they're going to argue with you. Whereas if you say, hey, look, I noticed that in the communication earlier, you said X, Y, and Z, and I noticed that you did it last Wednesday during this meeting and you did it on the Thursday before. It's very, very hard for that person to not acknowledge that because you're very specific on when that happens. Whereas if you say, hey, I've noticed lately that you're consistently saying these things, the person might say, well, hang on, I'm not doing that at all. And then so now you're in a heated debate where you're not trying to find common ground and you're not trying to create an improvement. So in poor debate and poor communication, you'll hear people attack each other. They attack the behavior and they generalize. In good quality conversation and communication, the person will be very specific. They'll give very specific detail and information and they ask a lot of questions. So before you get into a debate, you might ask a question, say, hey, look, it seems like you're upset. In this conversation, what are you hoping to be the solution at the end? Okay, and then from there, you can start the conversation. And good communicators and intelligent people attack the topic, but they don't attack the person. If you're a business owner and you're wanting to grow your business, please make sure you head to Facebook and search for my No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. It's totally free and I share tips, tools, templates, and live trainings on all things sales, marketing, leadership, management, systemization, and more, as well as how to help you to perform at your best by optimizing your mindset as the business owner. So if you're a business owner, head across to Facebook via the link in the description of this podcast and join my free No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. So when I was listening to a debate only recently, this person asked a heap of great questions. And what happened was the person on the other side of the debate were cornered. They were fucked because they hadn't thought through the topic. So then they started attacking the person and the credentials. They said, yeah, but you're not qualified to talk about these topics. And the person said, so are you just saying that I can't have an opinion and I can't have a view and that my way of thinking is unintelligent? Or are you just saying that I don't have the credentials because you're just trying to dismiss the fact that I can't have a thought. And so what you'll find is when someone says, yeah, but you're not a doctor, that doesn't mean that you haven't done the research, you haven't done your background studies, that you don't know a lot of data that the other person hasn't thought through. There are a lot of very highly intelligent people that don't have credentials because they're very good at thinking. In fact, if you haven't come across Graham Hancock yet, he's a great example. So Graham Hancock is a journalist. But what happened was years ago, he started studying archaeology. And so he would travel all around the world doing journalism about archaeology and all these remnants and about the human race and about how humans have evolved and so on. And what he started finding were that there were inconsistencies and incongruencies in what he was learning. Now, he's probably done more research than most archaeologists and have more front-hand knowledge because of his ties in the archaeology, biology, you know, history community than most archaeologists. But what happened was people in the archaeology community started attacking him. They said, but you're not an archaeologist, so you can't have an opinion. But it was because he was debating some of the stuff that they believed to be true, which he started saying, but hang on, there's gaps here. Maybe you haven't thought through this. These groups of people are saying this, which is inconsistent and incongruent with this research. So Graham Hancock is out there trying to find the truth behind human evolution, whereas these other people were attacking him saying, you can't have an opinion on human evolution, even though he is probably one of the most credentialed people on the planet as far as the studies and the research and the knowledge that he's done. He just doesn't have a university degree. 
But then you would have to say that in order to have a university degree, that means that you have to be at the highest level of excellence in your studies. Now, anyone who knows someone from uni probably knows that there are lots of people out there with university degrees who aren't that highly skilled at their art. It's like anything. There are mechanics out there who have been working as a mechanic for 30 years who hate their job, who could not give a shit about the work that they produce, where there are plenty of people out there who aren't necessarily qualified mechanics who are amazing at working on cars. My dad builds custom cars for a hobby, and he's not a mechanic by trade, okay? But he builds some of the top award-winning cars, like he's won awards, he's won trophies for the cars that he creates. Does that mean that he shouldn't be entitled to be able to have that skill? It just means that he doesn't have a four-year qualification of going through that style of learning. I'm a great example of this as well. I've spent the last 20 years working with people and very intimately working with people because I get to learn a lot about them from the personal training field to when I was working in the medical center to now working with people on their mental performance and their mindset. And I've been doing the mindset stuff for about 11 years now. And I've worked with tens of thousands of people and I'm very, very highly skilled and very highly competent. I've had people attack me and say, yeah, but you're not a psychologist. I've never said that I was. I don't have a psychology degree, but that doesn't mean that I can't work with people and that I haven't studied a lot of the stuff that they've studied. I have actually read a lot of the books and the documents and, and all the stuff that most psychologists would learn anyway. But I just don't have that degree. And that's understandable. I'm not a psychologist, but nor am I saying that I am either. But sometimes people attack me because of that, because they think, well, this person is saying stuff that they're not entitled to say. And if you've listened to my other episodes on entitlement, when entitlement is high, accountability is low. So this person is saying, I'm not accountable and that's why I'm entitled to have an opinion and you shouldn't be entitled to have an opinion because you don't have a degree. But when we look at what a degree is, it's essentially saying that we have a base level of knowledge around a certain topic and our society agrees that that is true and relevant. Now, there are some fields where, yes, that is important. Like I've got some friends of mine who are plastic surgeons. Now, they are very, very, very highly skilled. They do a lot of study. They do a lot of study even throughout their career. One of my good friends now travels the world. And he's always doing surgeries. When he has time off in Australia, he will travel to third world countries to do surgery over there on people who can't afford to have surgery. So an amazing, amazing individual. And he's a very, very, very highly intelligent person. And when we communicate and talk, he validates a lot of my knowledge. And he'll say, you know, I 100% agree. And having worked with these people and having done a lot of study in both medicine and surgery and then plastic surgery, you know, he's one of the most highly competent people I've ever come across. Yet he's never once challenged my credentials because he doesn't need to. He wants to know, what do you know? How do you think through this? Why is this important? Where might there be gaps? And so he'll challenge me on my thinking, but he never challenges me on my credentials because he knows that that's not so important as the results and the outcomes and the ideas and the thought process behind it. But that's not everybody. Like I said, if I'm getting brain surgery, I want to have someone who is a highly, highly skilled brain surgeon who has that degree and that qualification because that is a base level of learning. But that doesn't mean that in the neurosurgery field that there aren't people that are very, 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 very highly competent and that there's not a whole bunch of other people that are just average at that skill. Just like in any industry, there are shitloads of mechanics out there who all have the base level of knowledge. But that doesn't mean that they're good. It just means that they have a base level of knowledge. And there are those who are good. There are those who are great. And then there are those who are highly gifted, highly intelligent individuals who are the best at what they do. And so it depends on who you want to work with and how you want to work with them. So every field has that. 
But please understand that when you're watching someone who is getting attacked on social media, you'll see this on like Q&A. If you watch some of the TV programs like Q&A, what will happen is people will come up and when they feel cornered and they feel like they don't have a valid argument, they will attack the person, they will attack the credentials, or they will attack the person's past. What they're not doing is they're not attacking the ideas because they're trying to belittle the other person because they actually pedestal the other person. If you think that someone is smarter than you, one of the easiest ways to bring them down to your level because you're a dipshit is you just attack the person. You attack their past. You attack their credentials and you try to bring them down. But it's only you who's pedestaled them because you think they're smarter than you or you think they're better than you subconsciously. This isn't even a conscious process most of the time. That's why if you look on social media and you see someone who is very highly attractive, you might notice that if you start seeing them over time, you then naturally start to pick on them. And it's because you were the one who found them attractive. You then put them up on a pedestal and you thought this person is so beautiful and so gorgeous or whatever, unconsciously. Eventually, you start looking for problems with them. And so you might start going, oh, they're always posting. They're so you know, arrogant and they're so ignorant. And so you start justifying why you think they're shit. But it's only because you pedestal them or put them up on a pedestal in the first place that now you've got to bring them down to the level that you perceive you're at. Okay, And this happens with most humans. Most people that I've come across do it. If you think someone's doing better than you financially, and over time they start showing off their wealth, you then start to think that prick and you start to find holes in them. And you go, oh yeah, but years ago, you know, they've been divorced three times now, so they can't hold on to a relationship. And so you start picking on them. This is very, very common. So if you want to develop your skill sets and you want to develop your knowledge and you want to become more highly skilled at what you do, start asking valid questions when someone is maybe arguing with you or if someone has a different idea than you, go and debate their knowledge, go and debate the topic, but don't try to bring them down or don't try to cut them down because of who they are, because of their past or because of their credentials, because that just keeps you stupid and it keeps you stuck. And I've had plenty of people on social media do this to me over the years. I get attacked quite a bit on there where someone will just go, you know, you're a wanky, you rip people off. This is someone who's seen one fucking post on social media, me with my McLaren or something like that. And now they're going, this guy's got to be ripping people off. Why? Because straight away they see this, you know, youngish guy's got supercars, has a certain type of lifestyle, does certain stuff. It makes them feel insecure. So then they attack the individual. They haven't gone through and attacked any of my content. They haven't gone, hey... You know that you said X, Y, and Z. I disagree with that for these three reasons based on this knowledge here that I have. I would love to hear what your feedback on that. Now we can create some common ground. Now we can create some intelligence. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe they're wrong. We don't know unless we enter into that conversation. But when someone just gets out there and attacks me as a person because of what I've done or what I'm putting out on social media, and most of the time on social media, it's not me putting it out, it's my team. And they're looking at what's working and what's not working. So they're looking at data. You know, if they post a lot of pictures of my car, we tend to get a lot of engagement. So if they're looking to get more engagement, they're going to post that way, not because that's what I want, but because that's what social media wants us to post. And it's also what the community wants us to post because that's what they engage in. So that's not really me. That's the community. So I'm just playing the game that's out there or my team are just playing the game that's available. So if you want to become more intelligent, more aware, just remember, attack the knowledge, attack the conversation or attack the part of the conversation or attack the behavior of an individual in the moment, don't generalize it. Don't attack the person as a whole and say, well, it's because you're a shit person or because you're arrogant or ignorant or whatever, because that's just your way of dealing with your own insecurities. That does not help people to become more intelligent and it won't help you become more intelligent. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you enjoyed this topic and I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you haven't already rated and reviewed this podcast, if you could just give 
a five-star rating or whatever rating you choose to, it would really mean a lot to me. Have a great day, Driven Mofos. Keep kicking ass, and thanks for being part of this awesome community of Driven Mofos.